This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 84. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you might be getting your podcasts. And to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I'll talk more about at the tail end of this episode. So for this week's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic that is all over the internet. A lot of people are frankly pissed off about it, and I can't say that I blame them. And that is the issues with the Canon R5, especially overheating when shooting 8K and 4K video. Now, this camera is tending to get extremely hot. And uh, the talk is that a lot of it has to do with the fact that Canon was trying to maintain Uh, top quality weather sealing on the body and they were not able to adequately dissipate the heat but I'm really miffed about this myself because as I've mentioned a lot of previous episodes Canon is generally the kind of company that doesn't like to put a product on the market unless it's a hundred percent perfect and something like this having a camera body on the market in the hands of the public that overheats fairly easily and quickly and takes a considerable amount of time to cool back down, sounds like the kind of Bush League crap that Sony would pull. So to let uh, you learn a little bit more about this, I pulled a two-minute clip, almost two-minute clip, from Jared Poland's Photo News Fix for this week, so I'll let Jared go ahead and talk about it a little bit more right now. Next up, by now, we all know the Canon EOS R5 has a tendency to overheat. Too hot to handle. But a newly discovered patent in Japan shows an EF to RF lens adapter that has active cooling built in. Now, this might be an old idea, but I'm sure Canon could come up with some sort of RF to RF adapter that helps dissipate heat. When I first saw the patent drawings, I thought maybe a fan would be inside the adapter. But after thinking about it, you kind of don't want air being blown onto a sensor, you know, because then you would get some dust. You want more of the passive way of removing the heat. And that's exactly what it looks like Canon has designed, an adapter that allows for heat to exit the camera without introducing dust. Now, I did notice something interesting in one of the drawings, which was a place for a bendy plastic straw to add liquid coolant. Right there, that's right. It takes ecto cooler as a coolant. Do I ever think Canon will bring something like this to market? Well, if it actually works, sure, why not? Though Canon may never actually release a cooling device for its cameras, that's not stopping someone else from doing exactly that. Tilta has announced an external device that is meant to actively cool the back of the camera if, more like when it overheats when you simply turn it on, yell pineapple if the Canon overheats. That's meant to bring down the camera temperature substantially. Pineapple. This six ounce device has a seven bladed 
heated fan that spins at 6,200 RPM at a noise level of 34 decibels, a heat sink, and temperature sensors meant to cool your camera down 59 degrees Fahrenheit in just one minute and can reduce temperatures by a maximum of 82 freaking degrees Fahrenheit. Now my question is, how do you power it? How much will it cost? And will my hair get caught in the fan? Or you could just buy this, the Fronos Photo Heat Sink Remover. Brought to you by me. Ah, ah. So there you have uh, Jared's clip this week on the R5 overheating issues and some possible ways to dissipate that, that heat. <laughs> Jared is a great guy. He's uh, very informative, and he has a very funny YouTube channel and podcast as well. His podcast is called The Daily Fro. So getting into a little bit more of the information on the active cooling adapter, this information is coming from Canon Rumors, and I think I might have mentioned it in last week's episode possibly a little bit. Uh, but Canon News has posted about a patent recently about an active cooling RF mount camera adapter. This patent is a cooling system that also adapts from the EF to RF mount. So the Japan patent application is 2019-186871. You can see the adapter in the airflow from the adapter. Canon News says the camera does have to be properly built to handle heat transfer from the sensor to the lens mount, but this is certainly something Canon could accomplish. One of the engineering problems that even Sony and others have is how to cool a sensor that is not fixed in place because of IBIS. Flexible heat transfer materials made of polymer do exist, so it is possible to cool the sensor directly even with ibis now we are going to have to wait and see if this adapter does come to fruition or not or if there's going to be something else that canon's going to look to try to alleviate this problem i guess at this point only time will tell i'll include an article or a link to this article in the show notes for this episode so you can check it out for yourself and next up, the Tilta shows off a cooling module for the Canon EOS R5. Now, Jared mentioned this in his clip. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, and this is coming from CanonRumors.com, you've probably heard about the heat issues with the Canon EOS R5 when recording high-resolution 4K or 8K video. Now, he is saying, I haven't touched the camera, so I'm not jumping in with an opinion. However, what I have noticed on social media is very different results and conclusions about using the EOS R5 as a video camera regarding heat. There have been those who have said it's unusable for videography work, and there are others that have said they haven't had an issue and have loved shooting with it. Knowing social media, it's more than likely somewhere in the middle. Now we have the company Tilta that is showing off a fan that quickly mounts the rear of the Canon EOS R5 when the screen, screen is flipped out. As you can see by the images below, it's pretty and may look like it's an effective solution, but I don't think it would have any real effect on cooling down the Canon EOS R5. I'm not an engineer, but I do have some cooling experience with motorsports and computers. Simply blowing environmental air at the camera without any way for the camera to exhaust the heat likely won't have any real effect on cooling the camera down. Now, he does have here updates. Some have noted on this thread that it's, call, or that it's a 
Peltier-type cooling solution, but for the most part, plastic is an insulator, so I'm not sure how effective a Peltier cooling cooler is going to be at drawing the heat through the plastic. Tilta claims that this module will have a maximum cooling of effect of 82 degrees Fahrenheit, 28 Celsius. These numbers don't really mean anything, as I don't know how hot the camera actually gets inside. They claim to be able to reduce the heat off uh, of the camera down by 59 degrees or 15 Celsius in one minute. I just don't see it, but I could be totally wrong. I do wonder if someone out there is going to take the EOS R5 apart and figure out a way to put vent holes in the camera. I believe that probably would have a more positive effect on dissipating heat than simply blowing air onto the exterior of the body. Holes would obviously go against weather sealing, but there are some smart people out there that may come up with a smart solution. For now, here is what I think Til or what Tilta is thinking. The next camera system to be supported by our Tiltang collection of camera accessories is the new Canon EOS R5 featuring a new mirrorless CMOS image sensor and 8K RAW 4K 120p capabilities. Canon has made an attractive tool for video content creators. Camera cages, handles, and other accessories will be made available for this new camera along with a brand new cooling module. Created to extend recording times and help mitigate overheating, this easily installed module combines a fan, heat sink, and temperature sensor. It will activate as needed and can be removed with ease. Learn more about this new feature and look for more information and more uh, about more Canon EOS R5 components and their availability soon. Now, I do agree with uh, Canon rumors. I don't really see how the Tilta module is supposedly going to cool down the camera. Um, I wouldn't think that it is going to be designed that it the fan on this module would blow air onto the camera body i'm thinking if it's going to have any kind of effect at all it would have to be just the opposite and the fan would actually be used to draw heat away from the body so it would work more as an exhaust fan but again i don't know if it's really going to accomplish a whole lot of cooling i have a lot of experience in my 30 years in it work um, using different methods to cool down computers especially when you're talking about high-end gaming systems and yes, cooling fans work in that instance for cooling down your CPU and stuff like that, but you also have vents on the body of the computer or, or the case of the housing that all the components are in so that the fans can actually exhaust that heat outside the housing and get those components cooled down. There are, of course, the liquid cooling systems for computers. I just don't see any way that this Tilta module is going to have any kind of positive effect but we'll have to wait and see. Next up, Gerald Undone completes exhaustive record time testing on the Canon EOS R5 and R6 in relationship to the heating issues. Again, that's the topic for this week. Uh, Gerald Undone, one of the premier camera tech YouTubers, has completed an exhaustive record time test on the Canon R5 and R6. He hopes to have the full video up by Monday or Tuesday for your viewing pleasure, but for now, he has provided us with a handy chart detailing his methodology, record times in all modes, both internally and externally. All of these tests were done indoor in a climate-controlled environment. As for recovery time, Gerald has this to say. It should also be noted that these times are from a two-hour cool-down period. You will, uh, you will only get these durations once then they're significantly cut down. Takes about one hour for 60% recovery and two hours for full heat dissipation 
recovery. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for this episode so that you can check it out for yourself. And finally, what's next for the Canon EOS R5 and R6? There has obviously been more talk about how quickly the R6 and R5 overheat when recording video, especially with 1080p and 4K 60p, along with other frame rates, of course. The second issue a lot of videographers have is how long the cameras need to cool down once they reach an overheating threshold. So is Canon going to do anything about it? I think so, and I've been talking to a few sources and reading between the lines a bit. Canon released its first statement about the heat concerns back on July 16th and has been relatively silent since then. Now, again, this is coming from Canon Rumors. I have been told that Canon is actively working on solutions to increase record times and reduce cool-down times. What those solutions are is unknown at this point. I imagine part of it is firmware, but are they also looking at a hardware fix? Now, I have not been told, or I've now been told a couple of times that the second allocation of camera bodies will be delayed. Adorama told me it's going to be a significant delay, but that they didn't know why or how long the delay would be. A reader I was chatting with on the Canon Rumors Discord server was having an unrelated issue with the R5 and was sent this by a Canon store support. The R5 was sold out within hours after launch. The next shipment is expected this November. I'm waiting for further follow-up on the statement above. I'll update this post once I have it. A four-month delay between the first and second allocations of a new camera body would be unheard of. There could obviously be part uh, a parts factor due to COVID-19, but I would like to think that would have been planned for better and that they could have delayed the shipping of the first batch of cameras until September or so. An anonymous communication yesterday let me know that Canon is working on multiple solutions and will have a full statement and plan in the coming weeks. New firmware is definitely coming, but will there be a hardware solution or recall as well? It's starting to feel that way, but let's wait and see what Canon has to say about the issue and get further confirmation about the second allocation being delayed till November. Please remember this is third-party information, so treat it accordingly. All right, and that is the gist of things this week. The one thing that I want to add is, Canon, what the hell were you thinking? Why, why, why would you release camera bodies that have the same overheating issues shooting 4K and 8K video that Sony had with their first full-frame mirrorless that overheated when trying to shoot 4K video? Remember what I said in that previous episode where Tony Northrup had mentioned that he and Chelsea had taken the first model, I can't remember which one it was, of the Sony mirrorless full frame to have uncropped uh, 4k video they took it with them on vacation down in florida and tony was walking on the beach at like nine o'clock in the morning down there and as soon as he powered the camera on it said it was too hot and shut back off so why canon would do this make the same mistake is beyond me i understand that they like their bodies especially their professional grade bodies uh, the pro level cameras to have adequate weather sealing but look you've got to get rid of the heat somehow. If you're not going to use the polymers that are capable of dissipating heat on a sensor that has IBIS, that's not a fixed sensor, then you've got to put some vents on the camera body and compromise the weather sealing. I mean, look, it's, what are you going to do? I mean, 
you've got to make the camera usable. And right now, as far as a video camera, which was a big thing Canon was pushing, especially for the R5, it's not much of a video camera if the camera gets super hot after only a short period of time recording with it. Now, some people have said with the R6, you could actually get about an hour of 4K video shooting before it gets hot. Um, but the R5, it's considerably less than that, especially if you're trying to shoot the 8K raw video. It gets hot a heck of a lot faster, I think like 20, 30 minutes tops, and the camera's pretty significantly hot and unusable at that point. So, Canon, you need to get your act together because this is not showing your customers that your reputation is everything. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I love Canon cameras. I've been using them for a long time. I'm not going to switch away from Canon anytime soon. I'm using Canon and Fuji both now, as all of my listeners are aware. But Canon, you've got to get your act together and get this heating issue resolved ASAP. Do a recall on the first batch of cameras. Take them all back, retool things, rework the body so it's got some cooling vents, ship them back out to the customers, start selling the next batch, the next allocation of the R5s and the R6s, and call it a day. Just, you know, tell customers, look, you can either have 100% weather sealing or you can have a camera that's not going to overheat. You can't have both at this time because maybe it's not possible to give them both at this time, but at least be straightforward and honest with your customers and let the chips fall where they will. All right, so I am going to go ahead and wrap up this kind of short episode for this week. Uh, my wife and I are getting ready to head up north to spend time with our family and friends in New York and Pennsylvania, but I am taking the Roadcaster with me like I did last year, so I will still be recording my episodes and releasing them every week. I figured I'd go ahead and record this one on Sunday, August 2nd, before we leave, so that's one less thing i got to worry about once I get up there. I can take a few days to decompress after that long, long drive. So that is it. Uh, remember to check out the Layman Photography Podcast Facebook group. I apologize. I meant to mention that. Um, it is a private group, but you can request to join. You just have to answer one question, and that is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam. Or I've opened it up so you can give the names of any of the guests that have been on the show since it started, which would be Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, John Harvell, Jeff Harmon, and Brett Bergram from the Master Photography Podcast. And they each have their own podcast. Jeff has Photo Taco, and Brent has the Latitude Photography Podcast. Um, you can also reach out to the show at 470-294-8191 by call or text to leave any comments or questions or suggestions for upcoming episodes or request a guest you'd like to hear me have on the show if I can get them. You can also reach out at Liam at LiamPhotographyPodcast.com. I will see you again in another seven days for episode 85.